Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. Anthony has a new book coming out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and enter to win a free signed book. On today's episode, we have actor John Persida, starring in Kung Fu. They talk about what it's like working on a professional set, the audition mindset, and life after a breakthrough. Check out John in Kung Fu on The CW and stream both seasons on CW TV. This interview was recorded in May 2021. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In the Moment Podcast. John is laughing at me. My guest is laughing. This is my podcast voice. Welcome, everybody. My guest, John Presida. Yay! <laughs> Hello. And John is just waking up, so it may take him a bit to get oh, fired up. And you got a coffee? Yeah. Yeah. A flat white? No, no, no. Uh, it's just a black coffee. Yes, okay. straight. So where are you currently? I'm currently in uh, Vancouver. I got a lack of furniture. So like I've got, I've got it propped up on this couch weirdly and I don't have like a chair properly yet, but we're here. <laughs> you're there. Yes. Yeah, so um, you're there because you're shooting Kung Fu. Yes. So we've right. just, so we finished shooting about, oh, about less than a month ago. And, uh, and then we started to air like as of April and then now we're on this, like we've done the first six episodes that's been shown and we're on this, uh, break at the moment until we come back to episode seven for, to, to, for, for it to air. Um, uh huh. yeah. And then we got, um, uh, we, we were told we got renewed for season, season two. Yay. Um, very exciting. Uh, you're gainfully employed. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, a lot of a lot of relief there, but um, but yeah, no, we're, we're super excited and like yeah, it's a it's a wonderful work environment and 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 workspace. So like we really enjoy each other's company. So now you're living in Vancouver, but you were also in LA. That's we were just catching up before we started rolling. Like because I saw you, we were here. You were here at the school, and then we talked right before the pandemic, right? And then you got the job. And then you've been in Vancouver since then, or did you go back to Australia? Yes. Yeah, so when we have our, had our conversation, I was in LA. Then we then we went to um, Vancouver to shoot the pilot, and then within like a week or two, okay. two or three weeks in, um, we got sent home because everything happened. Um, so yeah, so we got sent home, and uh, uh huh, yeah, we got sent home, and we hadn't finished the pilot. So we didn't have anything to show anyone. Um, oh, however, we did right. film like, okay. yeah, we did film a, a few things enough to have like a sizzle reel um, to show the, I don't know, the people up top. And uh, I think that was enough for them for us to, to, to give us a season. So we were super stoked about that. Um, and so I was at home until from, uh, I guess, March till uh, September. And September was when um, I got over to Vancouver to shoot. Wow. That's a long time to like wait and see if, you know, a lot can happen in that time, you know, for sure, like for for all sure. of but I'm sure it was like very challenging. Cause that was a big, this has been a big breakthrough for you, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it yes. has. You know how long I've known you and you're like, Tony, when is it going to be my time? And, <laughs> and here we are. And it's probably does not look like you thought it would look, does it? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. There's been challenges. And there's been um, lots of highs, but I think it's been a good amount of like everything. Like some of it, I was like, oh, cool. I expected that. And other parts I'm like, oh, okay, that's a surprise. And that's mm. interesting. So like what? Oh, okay. Here's, here's one thing because you do auditions for so long and every scene that you do is about you. Cause it has to be, cause it's an audition. 
Right. Well, you know, when you rock up the set and then, you know, some scenes you like, they're, they're not about you <laughs> a lot of the time. And it's yeah. like, oh, I don't, it's like, what do I have to do here? And what do I have? It's like, oh, nothing. You know, it's not about me. <laughs> right. Um, there's yeah, actually so, another person you're working off of or a group of people or right yes one 100 yeah. so is this deal of like knowing when like I don't, knowing when like a scene is oh cool this is this this scene is for me and then uh, a lot of the time you know just for the nature of my characters like oh cool this scene is for someone else but that, that, the funny thing is that's when i find my best sort of work comes like oh it's not it's not about it's about you that's a big uh, aha, I guess, right? Because maybe, especially in the self-taping world, I also think I always joke, like it's kind of unnatural for anybody to watch a self-tape because all you see, like you said, all you see is the actor. Because in real time, when you would be on set, they're gonna be cutting back and forth between you and whoever you're talking to. So it is kind of a strange phenomenon to just stare at somebody for three minutes, listening to them say these lines the whole thing is just bizarre to me you know what i mean it is it is wildly bizarre and then there were things that discovering like acting when like when you have your coverage it's your turn to do your thing and then i just found there were like pros and cons to like going first i don't know man every time the camera is like all right we're gonna turn around and go on them like i relax i do like i'm like oh man we should have been shooting that, that one you yeah. know not to say that the other that we didn't get it or anything, but there there was a, a a difference within here to be like, oh, that's what it feels like to to be sat in. So yeah, it was it was a yeah. learning curve of like, hey man, don't stress out. Like why why are you even stressing? Or like you know, it, it, it's to to be comfortable to sit in and just absorb this world we're in. That speaks to you know, I think that's the heart of like film acting, right? Or just acting with camera because as soon as the light goes on, there's some glitch in our system where either we tighten up or we feel like we have to act or we show or demonstrate or like, you know, we don't remember to relax. So like, I think it's, you know, I think this has been an ongoing challenge for actors since, since cameras were invented. And like every actor that I admire read stuff about like, you know, the, I also think it gives you real appreciation for, especially like film acting when an actor is just being, and how hard it is to be, you know, I was just thinking this morning, like uh, I was just folding laundry. Of course, that's when all great ideas happen, but you know, and I was just thinking, God, to make anything that kind of works, you know, I'm thinking film, but TV as well, but like to really capture, I saw this really great, uh, it's because I saw this great Australian movie. Uh, you may know it, it's way, earlier than your time, but it's called Breaker Morant. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's a very, maybe you haven't. John's like, oh my God, I have to, I have to turn back in my Australian card. It's Bruce Resford who did a lot of really, he's a really amazing filmmaker. And um, it's based on a true story of these soldiers fighting in World War, just before World War I um, in South Africa in 1900. And anyway, it's, they were basically court-martialed and then, shot to death, not because of them doing anything wrong during war, right? And the performances are so incredible. And like the movie is really so simple, but also obviously because, you know, the characters and the human beings playing them are so complex and full. And I just was thinking, it's really just to capture these moments, the slices of life is really a miraculous thing, I think, right? Because as you also know on set, there's so many things that sometimes are working against you. Time and, you know, time <laughs> and money, but equals time. And like you said, you did your takes and they were like, okay, we got it. And you're thinking, well, did we? And then they turn it around and then they get your the coverage of your partner. And you're like, well, this was so much better, but then in the editing, it works. So I'm kind of just going on, but I, I always find it, th these are the dilemmas actors face, you know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing every word. You might want to watch that movie and I think then you'll be like, oh my God, Tony's right. It's really some amazing Aussie actors. And, okay, um, amazing. Breaker Morant. Yeah. Breaker Morant. Listen, you've been working along the way, but I think this is like a big breakthrough for you, right? In terms of like, but it's an ensemble cast as well. So it's not just about you, right? Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like a yeah. piece. Well, I think I met you in like 2012. I was thinking that last night when we first met. 
I remember the first time I came to Australia and you were in my, I think one of my first intensives there with your sister. Oh, right. That time. And there was so much crying. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, there was. And And me trying to get you to break through to a different kind of you know, release in the work and you did eventually, John, it's, it was really, you're really inspiring. Like you kept at it. And like, like I kept saying, it's all there and we can go deeper. And you're like, well, I am. And I was like, no, there's still a whole other area that wants to be broken into. And you're like, but I'm doing it. And I was like, no, it's just not time yet, but I am, but give it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> you know, you're very inspiring because you just kept at it. And I think a lot of people, sometimes actors give up and there's no shame in that. I mean, I don't even know if it's called giving up. I think like sometimes when people realize in any kind of business, but how, how much work it takes, looking down that path can feel a little bit like I'm never going to get there. And so of course you might want to take an alternate route, but you just kept on kept keeping on, which is what you got to do, you know? Yeah. 100% man. I, I remember having a chat to, um, to Clinton about, about my agent. Clinton is his agent, yeah. That, that exact thing. Literally at the at, in January 2020. And I was like, and there are moments, because I feel like that's with every sort of dream chaser or, you know, a creative. There are moments of like, what am I doing? Like, what's, what's, what is this? And you, you look yeah. back and you're like, this is, and you, I don't know. For me, I look back, I'm like, oh, this feels so silly. I could have gone down a real academic route. I could have gone down like, and then, I don't know. And then after you talk some sense into yourself, it's like, oh, actually, no, we're, we're doing all right. And I think oh, the really important thing is to have like a, a great support network because this sort of industry can get very heady and you just sort of yeah. you can't make it on your own by yourself unless you're extremely strong willed. But for me, I definitely need support either from yourself, either from um, Clinton, either from my friends, in order to keep my head in the game. So Clinton's been like a, a supporting rock this entire time. And so every time I had that moment of like, mm, I don't know, bro. I don't know what's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this was the right decision. Maybe I can go back in time for like, in you know, 10 years ago. But no, he's he's always been extra supportive. And then literally a month later, I, I get this audition that I was about to pass up. I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> But then you like all those things. You just like you just like no no no, do it just do it get it over and then move on with your like you know move on with your life and then so so this is if you I mean if we're going into the I guess audition process of this if you don't mind but yeah so I did the audition off of um, sorry I came back from uh, uh, I guess uh, a holiday uh, 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 to Boracay to marry my friends my friends were like hey can you marry us I was like yeah of course and that took uh, months of planning of like saving up money and then being like, right, well, uh, nothing else is happening right now. I bet I'm going to spend this money on this holiday because I feel like we need it. And on top of that, I want to see my friends get married. And then when I got back, it's like, hey, the audition, you got an audition. I was like, oh, yo, I just got back. Like I'm going to unpack and like real first word problems, like whatever, dude, I'll just quickly get it done. So like we, uh, I think it was like in room casting. Yeah, it was in room. And then I went and I did it like, great, cool, amazing. Get out of there. Um, And then they got back to me like, yeah, my memory is a bit hazy, but they got back to me. It was early in the week and they got back to me either later that afternoon or the next day. And they're like, Hey, can you come back? And like, like the next day and like tape it again. Cause they've added an extra, extra scene. Just do everything the same. It's like, all right, sure. Did that. I had to skip like shifts. Cause I had like shifts to do when I came back and I, I needed them. Um, but I had to skip them cause it was right in the middle. Like, okay, great. I did them. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I guess we just sit and wait now. Um, but again, it's one of those things like I have to, in order for me to have a healthy mindset with it, I do it. And it's like, whew, I've already forgotten it. Yeah, Literally like to. when they're like, can you come back and do a callback? I had to relearn my lines because I'm like, I, that's my brain is like goldfish. I'm done. Move on yeah. with my life. Um, so then like two days or a day later, they're like, Hey, um, Oh, not they Clinton and my manager, um, Jonathan were like, Hey, um, so they want to like, I don't know the terminology, but we want to send you an offer or something. I was like, dude, what? Offer those tapes? That's crazy. That's crazy. What? So like, yeah, here's the contract. We're going to, and then here's the contract. You just have to sign it by like 8 a.m. tomorrow. Um, read over, blah, blah, blah. It was really quick. And then like everything, like, are you with us? I'm like, I think so. 
I, well, hang on, what's happening? He's like, you're going to read this contract and we're going to go through it with you and you, you're going to sign it. I'm like, does that mean anything? Like, what is going on? I signed it and I was like, oh, okay. You get to look at the amount you're getting paid. You get to look at the stipulations. You get to look at like all that kind of stuff that they deal with that. I'm like, I have no idea. So thank God for like agents and managers in that sense or for, yeah. for mine anyway, because I really appreciate them. Yeah. So, so I signed it. I was like, all right, cool. We wait now. But I highly doubt they would just book me over like two tapes from some dude in Australia that they've never met before. That's crazy, which it was. So then they were like, okay, we're going to uh, fly to LA. Um, you right. have to leave in like two days. I'm like, okay. So I have to give up more of my shifts. And now at this point, I'm like, I'm, we're dwindling. Uh, so that's right. So I, I fly over to LA and it was for like, a, they, I think they worded it as like a workshop session. Right. Again, I don't really know. I'm just going to go in and do whatever I need to do. I don't, I'm very naive to terminology and the industry, but like I've been in it for a while now, but it's still really new. And so I got over there and there were, um, it was really cool to see other faces that looked like me in the room, mm -hmm. but like everybody. And that was like jaw dropping. I don't usually get um, nervous or intimidated in a room, but maybe it was the combination of being away from home and seeing faces I've never seen before, but knowing that like, oh my God, there's so many of us. It's crazy. This is so cool. Oh, wait. And then I was like, oh, wait, those dudes are going for my role. But at the same time, like, ah, we all got to like know each other, which I've never had before. Everyone's like greeting each other, saying, you know, doing the whole like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, I haven't seen you in ages, but like everyone's been super friendly. And I'm like, okay, I feel less intimidated now because regardless of what happens, one of us is going to get this role and I'm happy about it. It was a, a less of a competitive thing. Um, so that was the first day. It felt like just another audition process. Um, seeing other people that will play Ryan, seeing other people that will play potentially the other roles. Yeah. And then I, I went in and there was like, it was like done in this amphitheater sort of deal where uh, it was, what office was, it? I think it was like the Warner Brothers office. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like a sort of a theater performance where I had to do my, my scene and I did it and I felt good about it and it was great. I got, I went home. I was like, cool. Was that like a workshop that more felt like an audition process? Later that day, manager get, manager Jonathan gets back to me. He's like, hey man, did really well. You're going to go in for, again to the same room. This was Wednesday now. You're going to go into the same room, uh, but it's much more intimate this time. I was like, okay. So I went in. There was only one other person going for Ryan that day. And then uh, I saw a couple people going for uh, Althea. And then, and so that was just us. And I was like, cool. Um, this is, I guess this is, this is what it boils down to. And it was much more intimate. It was like in this living room setting. So you're performing to like, no longer performing upwards. It was like downwards to people yeah. on couches. Um, and I felt like I killed that one. I was like, great. I'm, I don't know. I just felt really good about it. Cool. And then later that day, I was like, uh, Jonathan might called me again and he was like, Hey, can you, um, come in for dare I say a network test or yes, I'm, I'm, that would be a network test. Yeah. Cause it's going to be in the CW this time. And I was yeah. like, Oh wow, this, this is pretty cool. So when I got there, it was at the CW offices, everything's real shiny. They got all the posters up there. I was like, Oh wow, I've seen these shows. This is crazy. So we saw our counterparts and we all got to know each other and, and, and we all were all super welcoming towards each other, but at the same time sweating bricks. Cause it's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a really big audition. This is the last one. Oh bro. And then I remember that's right. And I went in, did my performance. But I just wasn't, he was, he, this is the really interesting thing. I was listening, but I wasn't paying attention. So, <laughs> so I, I just walk in the room. I was like, Hey man, just relax. Like I said to him, I was like, just relax, dude. Like just do what you've been doing this whole time. Like, Oh, sure. But I think my brain just was like too relaxed. And so right. I, I had the line given to me and the line, I've done it every single time the right way. The line was like, what's with the lab coat? You're not a doctor yet. And then I'm like a few more years. I'm just volunteering at the community college, something, I don't know, something like that. So that's what I said the entire time, every single time I did this piece. And then they did it again. It's like, what's with the lab coat? What's with the lab coat? You're not a doctor yet. And I'm like, nah, not really. And I was like, what? Why did I say that? For two, I was like, I just went, number one, I went Australian. Number two, I said some words that aren't in the script. I was like, and then I had to quickly recover like, oh, a few more years, uh, like, oh, 
And then I just thought, ah, that's it. You're done. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Get, goodbye. Goodbye, everything. Um, it was nice knowing you, LA. I'll, I'll come back at some other time. That happened. And the really cool thing after that is after that really sort of intense experience with everyone, we were all like, hey, that was really, that was a lot. Do you guys want to go out for lunch? We're like, yeah, sure. And so it, that's never happened before mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. everyone in the audition room would get together and have lunch and talk about our experience, not just that one, but like our experience of being Asian. Um, and like, I don't know, it was, it was really nice. Whilst we were competing with each other, there was a sense of like community there. Um, mm-hmm. And we had great respect and, and wanted to work with each other. If it wasn't for this, this thing, it would be for something else. Anyway, so that was the last audition. Um, and then you got the call. Well, that was an interesting thing. So we was st- I was staying nearby and Eddie was like, hey, uh, let me drop you home. I was like, okay. And just before he did, he got a phone call and we were like, so I filmed it really quickly and it was him getting the role. I was like, oh my oh. goodness, this is this amazing moment. It's amazing. So he's like, I'll drop you home. He gets in the- <laughs> we get in the car and I get a call from Clinton and I'm like, nope. I just hung up. I'm like, I'm not taking this call. I'm just, I'm not ready. I don't want to take it in front of everyone. I'm just like, I want my own time. <laughs> just, just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, so I remember going uh, back to the hotel room and um, I didn't really know what to do. Uh, yeah, I was remember sitting there being like, okay, I should call them back. But at the same time, I'm not mentally like ready to do that yet. Just give me like a moment. And then at the time, Billie Eilish's was a song was everywhere. I mean, all of her songs are everywhere, but right. uh, the, the Everything I Wanted song. I was like, this song is bomb. Let me hear it right. I want to listen to it right now. Um, so I, I put it on and then the lyrics really just hit me. I had this moment of like, I don't know, just the the start of the song is, um, I had a dream. I got everything I wanted. And then for me, I mean, I guess Billie Eilish for her, it, it meant a certain thing. But for me, it was like, is this what it is? Like, is acting my dream? And is this everything I wanted if I got this right now? And then I went through the motions of that. And then the chorus hit. Oh, how's it go? Is uh, and you say, as long as I'm here, no one can hurt you. And so for me, when that hit, that was my partner saying that to me. It was a really, really important moment in my life to know that like Perry, my partner is there for me no matter what. And that my life back home, I have such gratitude and I'm so appreciative for that no matter what happens, regardless if I get it or not, I'm happy. And this isn't, this wasn't going to uh, save me from my current life. It was a really healthy experience of, you know, don't get me wrong that it was, it's joyous to receive a role, but to be in the mindset of like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like I would love to, but at the same time, I'm really happy with where I am. And if I've gotten here already, we can do it again. And so then I was like, cool. So mm-hmm. I called him up. Clinton's like, Hey man, let's get on your managers on the phone. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and they were like, Hey man. So, um, yeah, we heard that you were, uh, you were nervous. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't usually happen. Like, and they were like, you know, we're so, we just want to say we're so proud of you. You are yeah. absolutely um, amazing. If you've done it once, you can do it again. We'll get the next one. It's totally okay. We're just, we just want to say we're so proud of you. You did your best. And like, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then they were like, nah, we're just fucking with you. Congratulations. You got it. I'm like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? Hang on. Is this still, are we still joking right now? What's, 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 what's happening? Yeah. And then, and then that was, I was like, cool. And there was this moment of like, oh my God, amazing. This is so cool. But then this other moment is a bit of sweetness of like, ah, I'll have to move and I'll have to figure that out, but we'll figure it out when it comes. So it was like, it was this like, yes. And then like, oh, what does that mean? I'm moving away from my family and friends. Like, oh, but this is the the dream job. And like, oh, (laughs) it was a bit of, it was everything. It was so many emotions coming at once. But overall, it was like, hey, man, for, for me, as a, uh, the inner child in me is like, hey, man, you did it. Let's continue on from here. 
I think somewhere in between like, so yeah, you had a chemistry test, a mix and match session, then you had the studio test, then you had the network test. I think somewhere in between all of those, you came and sat in, I remember on one of the mastery classes, because I remember you were just like, yeah, I just need to be here. And then we, I think you asked me something about, I think you were testing, it was one of the tests. And I was like, you just do it like you do every audition, right? Because at some level, whether it's 10 people in the room or you're in on the sound stage or you're in a tiny little casting office. It's all the same. You just have to do your work. Yes, it can be unnerving and weird and cold room or whatever. And then you, you did it. But I also think it's like, it goes to show you, you, your perception, the actor's perception of themselves. Oh, I messed up a line. doesn't matter. Like, it's like, they don't even, first of all, they're not even tracking. I'm always saying nobody's tracking that. Like, yes, if you, completely effed up everything, yes, they're gonna be like, oh, that's not right. But like, you make a mistake, you recover from it. And who even knows if it's a mistake? It's just a response. And then, you know what I mean? And then a line comes. Like, it doesn't take away the overall essence or the overall presence of what John is bringing to the work. You know what I mean? It's what I'm always trying to get actors to remember. It's really, lines are incidental at that level. Yeah, but I, I've definitely learned that on, on set as well. I mean, I guess, yeah. look, every every set would be would be different when it comes to, I don't know, the, how things work. But with the lines thing, definitely it's like, yo, <laughs> I, I would yeah. try to stick to it as much as I can, but sometimes we just yeah. change it on the day or like, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, of cool. course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, I mean, of course, I don't, I'm not teaching actors to go rogue on the lines purposefully, but I'm just trying to get them to, I think the lines are, they're already such a tremendous amount of stress for the actor. And if they're not trained to listen and react in between before and after the lines, it only, you know, all the things we talked about at the school, it just becomes about the lines. I had an actor yesterday, we were talking about, he's grown so much in his work because he's just allowing so much more to happen that takes him to the lines naturally, rather than just saying the lines. But, you know, things have changed here in LA, maybe during the pandemic, that used to be a thing when I would go and teach at our Australian school or, or our London school, like where you guys would, everything would have to be memorized. And now that's becoming more of a thing now, post pandemic because of self tapes. And he was saying like, you know, I have to have everything memorized. And I'm like, this is so bad for the actor because it it just creates sort of a robot. There's no way an actor who has three auditions that have to be put up the next day can really sufficiently memorize everything, then be released from the memorization and really play ball and listen and react. It's just not possible. What I've always loved about you is you've always had a very... Um, holistic view of like life and acting and like you said like is this what I really want and I think all those questions ultimately will always be there I was talking to another actor in one of my classes yesterday and he's trying to get a new agent and we were just talking about a lot of famous people or whatever people in his class that have like gone on to do some really big things and we were talking about how you know talking to those people he realizes they're at a different level in their career, but they're still facing the same stuff you would and he would or somebody just starting out. It's all relative. You know what I mean? At some point, Kung Fu is going to end. Hopefully you're going to have many seasons if that's what you want and renew. And But then that job will be over. And then at some level, it will feel like you're starting from scratch again. You're not because you have a little bit more cachet in the business and you're getting seen for different things, but then you're still, you're getting seen for things that other people who are also at your level are also getting seen for. Do you know what I mean? So, but I think it's, I think it's important to know, like it's no one job changes an actor's trajectory. It just doesn't. You just keep doing the work. And I think that's really hard for young actors to realize because I think, you know, we live in such a social media influenced world that the sort of the pictorial presentation of it seems like, oh, I booked this thing and like my whole life has changed. And yes, at some level it has, cause you, you got on a plane and you came cross country and then you moved to Vancouver and you're filming and whatever, but it's still work, right? Like it's work. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Right now, we've, we've just moved into a place, so we've set ourselves up for like, uh, this is mainly for my cat. 
<laughs> because oh. I, I brought them all the way from Australia to here and you can't just bring them back because Australia doesn't have rabies. And so that in order to oh, bring right. them back, it's very difficult. Where I know we're coming back here. So I was like, I'll set him up. And then we've got a friend who's going to like live here and take care of him for us. So, yeah, the move to, but anyway, so yes, this is our new place. We just need furniture. How much longer will you be up there then before, let's say season two starts filming? Um, so I'm going to go home in like nine days or so. Oh, um, wow. You're almost done. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going home and then we come back. Uh, I would like to come back like mid August. For the um, fall, right? Yeah. yeah, but it just it just depends on exactly when we're starting. But I, uh -huh. yeah, I feel like we'd start after after that time. Mm. Uh huh. And will you? So how is this? What about your visa? Is this helping like with all of that? Right? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst when it comes to like administration. I'm just I'm just not very good. But I I'm very thankful that there are people to take care of that. So uh, yeah. so yeah, visa wise, our visa ends on the 30th, so, which is why we need to go home. We uh -huh. could, because um, we're Australian, it's really easy to apply for like a, a visitor's visa, but then it's like, well, we want to go home and like see our family and friends and stuff. So, right. um, but then the only way we can get back in is with uh, a, another visa again, which was a whole debacle in itself to get over here. I don't know if I told you, man, but like we got rejected the airport twice in Sydney. Oh, like, we couldn't no. fly. Yeah, it was a whole ordeal. You're like, I booked my first big job and now the big job's going to be taken away from me because of like freaking Homeland Security. 100%. It was, it was myself and my partner and um, the worst case scenario, we, I was expecting her not to get on board because it's difficult to prove that like, I don't know, you common law partners. And, yeah. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, because we're not, we're not married. So it's like, it, it's this weird like, oh, is she allowed to come? But uh, that was the worst I was expecting. I wasn't expecting to be rejected twice, like personally. And so, oh, dude, they had like lawyers, a lawyer from Canada on the phone and a lawyer from Australia on the phone saying, this is unacceptable. We've had people in his exact scenario. Why can't he fly right now? And it was um, what it boiled down to eventually was that it was just the airline's uh, policy that you had to do it a particular way. But they didn't say that. They just said genuinely like oh he can't fly full stop so then we uh -huh. just went to delta and they're like yeah that sounds good <laughs> um so yeah i was like oh that that the entire time that we just need to go to another airline but yeah it was yeah it's, it was stressful getting over here wow so the moral of the story is don't fly Qantas, fly delta is that it <laughs> well it was no 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 i don't want to talk ill of Qantas, but I, yeah. who, who will i talk ill of was it it was i think it was united Oh United. God, United. Okay, I fly United, <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> people were just doing their job. I totally understand. Yeah. It was just like you yeah. know, it, it just sucked at the time. So, how does it feel to be on an Asian show that's all Asian act? Is that all Asian actors or mostly Asian actors? Mostly, yeah, mostly. But uh, uh, the stories and everything is is all sort of um, as uh, Asian American sort of based um, from a, a, a Chinese. Uh, American family's perspective, um, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's not like a work environment I've ever been a part of before. I don't know wh why or how, but we all get along like a house on fire. Like I don't know, I don't know how other sets are, but I have heard stories of like, oh, it's a bit dramatic yeah. on this one. It's a bit like, oh yeah, it's not a very good work environment or. You know, and, and it could also, I could attribute it to the fact that it's season one and we're all in a similar position of like, oh, this is our biggest thing. Um, but at the same time, it, it, there's another level of like, perhaps being Asian in this industry and having a great sense of uh, gratitude and appreciation that like, oh, we're all here. Like we all look like each other and we're all here on one show, which usually, you know, for the cases like, ah, oh, there can only be one Asian on this show. I mean, no one will ever say that, but like, you know what I mean? Like you look at an audition, yeah. like, oh, I'm the Asian guy. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Um, so it's really cool to have a show on the CW that reaches families. <laughs> yeah, it reaches quite a large audience to be, uh, to be invited into families' homes and, and to be watched in that, in that regard and to, mm -hmm to know that we have certain um, issues that we tackle uh, that haven't been spoken about before, or if they have, like it hasn't been much coverage of it. And 
to know that there is a greater purpose to what we're doing is, you know, don't get me wrong, it's fun and it's entertaining and I love it. But to know that like the work behind the scenes of like what everything means and how that can influence people in a positive way is like, it's priceless is what it is. Mm. Um, and it's uh, gratifying knowing that like, oh, we, we have something greater than us at work. Mm. That's, how, mm. that's how I feel anyway. That's, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's groundbreaking, right? I mean, are they tackling any of like, you know, the AAPI violence uh, because of COVID or is it not really, does it not deal with such, uh, I don't know, con- I don't want to say contemporary mm-hmm. issues, but like, is it dealing with storylines about what we're dealing with today or? Um, I, I, we, we touch on it in certain aspects. We don't ever bring COVID into this, but mm-hmm. on episode five um, was like a, a BLM type of episode. Um, and so there was a lot to cover in that. <laughs> that was interesting to, to film and to, to watch. But I know that we're like, we're doing good in that work. And, and I don't know, just you're educating in, in, in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to see what the Asian perspective is amongst all of that is also interesting because that doesn't really get talked about much. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was this, this AAPI and uh, BLM sort of crossover deal. Yeah, I, I would highly recommend watching the episode because it was it's it it hits. I guess it's like you know a milestone too. Like it's so important. Like eventually we get to this place where whoever the person is, whoever we are, right? Like it's so great that it's celebrating uh, Asian heritage, but that at another level we want to get to a place where it's what's the word? Not incidental, but like. Do you know what I mean, John? Like it's, it's important to center uh, other stories, right? But then at the same place, we want to get beyond it having to be centered. Am I, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like 100%. for me, like it doesn't matter. Like it shouldn't matter. I think that's what's interesting about Hollywood. I mean, the good thing is that it's finally maybe we're breaking through. I don't know. It's still so like, what did I just see yesterday? Like uh, on, on media, TV, and film, only six percent of the roles are are uh, covered by like Asian Pacific Islander uh, casting, something like that. It was like six yeah. percent, right? So that's really low. So at one level, it's so important, and another level, you think like Jesus, can we just why can't, who cares? It should just be colorblind casting, right? It just seems so obvious in a way. But like you were saying, like maybe a lot of the stuff you'd done previously, you were the token Asian person on the show, right? Like you're the one person who represents, oh, let's tick that box, right? So I don't know. It's like progress, but also progress is slow. Yeah, 100%. You want it to be beyond tokenism. It's not about, yeah. you want to find someone that's, you know, with whatever role it is that is like, oh, that's the person for the role. And not that's to be right. sort of guided by uh, ticking boxes, so to speak. Right. Is is the showrunner, are the writers, like, is it? Oh, yeah. right. Okay, great. Uh, so, so uh, Christina Kim, she's Asian American. Really, the really cool thing is that she's um, Korean and she knows she's writing a Chinese story. So they're, uh, so her and Bob, the showrunners, they're super receptive to like, I don't but So people like Tai Ma, who plays my dad, like he just knows. And it's like, we got to change this because this doesn't make sense. This doesn't, this doesn't Uh work. And then, Uh you know, usually for an actor to do that, it can be like, I don't know if I would do that, but for any of us, if we feel that it is inaccurate or something isn't quite right, they're so open to be like, cool, change it, get it done. Like, you know, it's a collaborative effort. And so they're the the showrunners and then they're also writing it as well. And um, they've got a whole bunch of other writers who uh, is a diverse writing team. Um, full of everyone yeah it's it's really cool to to see that not only are they receptive to our ideas but they're like well no that that's it they're just the fact that they're receptive to our ideas and also that we have such a diverse um writing team that we can trust um essentially yeah wow that's like beautifully collaborative well also just feels like what an amazing what a great gift for you you know what i mean you're on a show that really speaks to the things, your values and things that you want to talk about and the stories you want to tell and like what an exciting opportunity, right? Like it feels like it's kind of kismet. 
I'm sure for a lot of the cast, I don't know if a lot of for the, a lot of those actors that those were big breakthrough roles for them, but I'm sure it's like a dream come true in a way, right? Massively, man. Yeah. Massively, and but it isn't to say it isn't without its challenges. Oh, um, sure. You know, and and I think that's where I love I love it because I feel like I'm not just going through the motions of work, like I'm being yeah. mentally challenged as well in this process, and it means and Ryan as a character means a lot to me in the sense of him existing is a bigger existence than like it's bigger than me because he's uh gay and his parents haven't quite come to terms yeah yeah well they didn't say anything they just sort yeah. of ignored it, which is yeah. a classic Asian family thing to do right that's they don't right. like the information they're hearing it's like okay well moving on which is almost it can be worse in a way it's like you're not even going to acknowledge what I just what I just said. Um, yeah. And so the character for me reminds me a lot, a lot of like a close friend of mine who like can't even reveal himself to his dad. You know, mm. everyone knows, everyone knows. Mm. And to be not robbed of this thing, but like, you know, I, this idea that I, I, I love, uh, I guess, a parental relationship. There comes a time when you introduce like, there's like, I don't know, people, like, oh, who, who, who are you seeing? And it's like, ah, don't ask me that. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this with you. And then, um, and then eventually it comes down to like, oh, this is so and so, and you go through the awkwardness of that. And it's like there are moments in life, which and it, and it progresses to like, oh my god, you're getting married. Oh, you're having kids. Like, you know, there's there's progress in in that sense and a whole journey with your parents. And to know that some people haven't even started that because they're too afraid to come out to their parents, that's crazy to me. That's that's a big part of my life of sharing my partner with, with with my parents, and so I would hope that when people watch this, that parents can see like, oh, this is affecting someone quite a bit mm -hmm. for something so, for my thoughts and beliefs to be so arbitrary. Do you put weight on your beliefs, or does the weight of the love of your child, you know, is that heavier? Which one holds more dearest to you? And then I would hope that other people who are in Ryan's situation would be able to look and be like, aha, I'm seen. Like, yeah. someone knows what it's like to be me. Yeah. Well, it is all about being seen, right? Gay, trans, Black, Latinx, Asian. It's just like really wanting to see, be reflected, your journey be reflected in other people who look and sound and talk like you. That's really what it is, right? Like, I mean... That's really what storytelling is about, threading like the commonality of, of what it means to be human. And you can't do that if the only humans you see all look like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though I'm gay, but, but you know, so I think that's, I can't wait to see it, John. Sorry, I have not, I am like, oh, dude, right. I have so many, it's like, I, we have so many actors who are on shows, like it's insane. I feel like I'm a horrible person because I'm no, like, oh, no, no. I gotta watch, so and so, like I gotta watch Rebecca Breeds, who's on Clarice, or I gotta watch. You know what I mean? There's so many. That's just one show that comes on. I just saw something else that a student was. I was just back home uh, visiting my parents, and they watch a lot of network stuff because they live in the Midwest and they they like their SWAT and their CSI and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily. I just don't have time to watch stuff. But um, they had something on. I don't even remember and. And it was really good. And then one of my students was on there. So I, I like, I quickly grabbed my phone and videoed him. And I was like, oh my God, Eric. And then I sent him and he's like, yeah, I've been on the show for a while. I was like, oh God, <laughs> like so much has happened during the pandemic, you know, yeah. like I wasn't even aware. So anyway, I will get to it. Yeah. Like you said, it's really important to tackle these subjects. It also feels like, you know, being in an artist community, we forget, like we are constantly exploring and sharing the array the vast array of being human and that includes all of us right but then we forget when we're acting these stories uh on a job or or whatever you realize like the rest of the world ha has no right they're like so disconnected from i'm always living in my own bubble of like inclusivity and love and like you know equality and then you go out into the real world and you're like oh my god <laughs> there's still 
you know, hate. There's like people who don't support Black Lives Matters. There's like still conversion therapy for gays. You know, like it's like it's kind of mind boggling, right? There's people who don't uh, anti anti fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Yes. My my brain melts sometimes. So. I don't know. I haven't figured that out. Either I need to live in a commune far, far away and like, you know, just stop engaging with society or we continue to do what we can to try to change the hearts and minds of people. Right. Which is kind of what you're doing. Yeah. But also, I mean, just to sort of touch back on what you said before, I mean, I think these are good problems to have where you can't watch the, the actors who uh, you've been teaching in their things. Cause there's just too many people, who have work now it's like, true you know, that's a great problem to have yeah, like yeah. yeah and 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 i want to just take the time to be like thank you so much for everything uh-huh. without do without your help and without going through through you like i i, I don't know where i'd be at the moment uh-huh. and i've, I've found that you've not only helped me so much through acting but like i don't know just life stuff and seeing your videos and like having chats with you like you've affected you've been a, such a positive male role model in my life i think like that's for me is really really important so um yeah oh, thanks john i love you brother like yeah we had some really strong talks about maleness right and and sharing with family members and your parents and like i also remember the last time so this was pre-covid the last time i was and you were in my intensive you were doing some really really amazing work like you really were stuck I was just like it's just a matter of time now you know what I mean you were really stepping into you I don't remember I can see you doing the scene and it was like primal and that was the kind of stuff I'd always wanted you to do because you was you were always so squeaky clean right and like and kind of neutral you were always you were you didn't want to go to the the sexual yeah, the tumultuous stuff. But I feel like you kind of threw a chair, but you didn't. But I remember oh, you just... I, I remember now. It was... Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it boiled down to me kicking a chair at the end. No, of- you did... Oh, you did kick a chair. I knew it. But but I loved it. As long as it didn't go to my face. Not my face. No. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, but partly that is still some of your own frustration, but it was also stuff you were putting in the work, which is what make, made you so much more uh, full. And, you know, I think, John, like, the, and that's not just me. Listen, also the, your teachers there, Amy and whoever else you had, Georgie, like, you know what I mean? And I know you worked with Amy a lot and she's always been a big fan. So I'm sure she's going to be excited to hear this. And I, I always feel like I swoop into a city and you know, I just, I do it in intensive and then everybody's like, oh my God, Tony's so amazing. And I was like, no, 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 Your teacher here has done all the heavy lifting. I just get all the credit, but like Amy's probably smoking in the corner being like, God damn it, John and Tony, go fuck yourselves. You know <laughs> no, I mean? no, Amy's- No, 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 no I don't. Yeah, no, the, the, Amy has been uh, amazing um, for when we did, we did have classes. Um, Georgie was along for the ride as well, which I, I really appreciate. And I think I had Adam at the time. Um, oh, and Adam, yeah, yeah. So I stayed with him. Stuff. He's in Melbourne and, you know, yeah. Uh, God, it's bringing back memories. Jesus, John, it goes by so fast, you know, like I was thinking the first time I went to Australia to teach or time I went to London to teach, which is almost like 10 years ago now. It's like really kind of surreal. It's surreal how quickly, mm. oh my God. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think you've been doing the work. And I think for anybody who's listening, like, you know, things take time. Like that was 2012, maybe 2013, well, somewhere around there. Yeah. 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 Look at 10 years later, you know what I mean? Or yeah. And it's like, how old are you now? Are you over 29 now? Bro, I just, I turned 30 in October. Whoa. I know. Dirty 30. You still look like you're like, 20 years old jesus because that's that's what you you said first when you first had me you're like you're not gonna play like i would i think i was 22 or 23 at the time that's right like you're not gonna play you know play young old like your whole life i'm like sitting in my 30s now like "Hmm." (laughs) (laughs) i know i love it are you playing a teenager on the show no you're not no 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 no. he's he's in his 20s okay yeah but that's okay but like yeah John, let's let's do the speed round. I mean, I could talk to you forever, but let's let's do the speed round and then we'll call it a day here. Okay, don't overthink it. Okay. If you uh, were, if you weren't an actor, what would you be? Uh, I 
uh, oh, probably, um, <laughs> no, sorry. So I'd, I'd be studying. I really like psychology as in I'd like human behaviors. And so I'd probably be doing something along those Got lines. It. What's your favorite film of all time or just a favorite film? Uh, Inception is the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, Inception wow. and Stella, okay. like those two, like, yeah, yes. Uh-huh. I just rewatched Muriel's Wedding. I love Australian films so oh. much. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Okay. Uh, what's something you can't do without? A good sneaker. Like I'm, I'm yeah, yeah really good sneakers good. are important. Yeah. Mm. Here, I'm holding one up right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh damn! Okay, the Metcons. Yeah, great. I don't know what is it called. Yeah, I mean, yes, oh, no. you even yeah. know the name, Metcons. Right. I, I I just liked it. I don't even know what it was called. The good trainers. Okay. The good trainers. Yeah. Oh, they are. They are. They're really comfortable. Um, who's your celebrity crush? It can be male or female. Uh, I think. Oh, bro, this is a big one. I think female has been has always been like like Natalie Portman. Um, oh yeah, she's she's the real deal. I think male has been ah uh, yeah Donald Glover. I'd have to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty genius. Yeah. Um, ooh, advice for your younger self: be patient and keep doing what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. How would you describe acting in one word? Fun. What scares you the most? Uh, being alone. Aw. Two more questions. What's it's a takeaway studying uh, at the studio or with me, whatever, that, at the studio? Well, the first thing that came to mind was live in the moment. That's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? What else do we have? And then what's your definition of love? <laughs> um, oh. I know it's early. As, yeah, love. I mean, that's hard to say. Like no, nothing can really, you can get a whole bunch of words to surround it. I don't, um, but love is like, love is a, a verb, it, you know, to, to remind myself that love is a verb. And so to give love is things. Uh, yeah, I've already forgotten the question, but um, what's the question again? <laughs> How would you define love? But I love it. Love is a verb is so is a great. Yeah. I might steal that. Yes. <laughs> That's gonna be the title of my next book. And then down in the corner, I'll be like, courtesy of John Presida. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's this beautiful. I always say that uh, my definition of love is just this moment right now. Oh, John, I love you, brother. I'm so proud of you. And I mean, not proud. That's so weird. Like, I'm really happy for you. Um, and you deserve all of your success and, and breaking through. Where can our listeners find you? Are you on socials? Any socials? Oh, yeah. Socials. Um, you can just look up my name, John Prasita. I think I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram sporadically. Um, but yeah, John Prasita is my handle. And then you can watch us on the CW. But on the CW website, you can watch all of our episodes. Thank you, John, for being here. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job. If you enjoy Tony's podcast, make sure you subscribe for updates, new podcast alerts, new book information, and free giveaways. Hit the button right there and subscribe.